Hi, I'm Vanita, founder of Blink Brow Bar and the host of Thread Talks, where I chat to inspirational entrepreneurs from the Blink community about key challenges in their everyday lives, whether working with siblings, light bulb moments, or really just have downtime. And most of all, where do brows feature? I mean, everyone has a brow story. So join us on the sofa for a quick but insightful chat with these incredible experts. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thread Talks. And today I've got the fabulous Rosie Green. She's not only a stylist, uh, she hosts a podcast. She is a journalist extraordinaire working for many celebrated publications from Vogue to The Times to Red Magazine. She presents this morning to help people with uh, relationship issues. And she's also written an incredible book called How to Heal a Broken Heart. And I think we all need to read that because everyone experiences that at some point in their life. Welcome, Rosie. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's so uh, it's so great to have you. And I think it's such a hot issue at the moment because everybody, uh, you know, I don't know, there's something about lockdown that created a lot of anxiety and relationship issues, I think. So we're all sort of, you know, uh, in this claustrophobic environment. And I just wondered if you had like top tips for an everlasting relationship. Taking taking the pandemic out of the equation, because I yeah, think that doesn't help. Well, I wrote a piece actually about, you know, what my divorce can teach, how my divorce can teach you not to get divorced. And so in that, there were kind of like maybe my top five things. And, and I think the main thing actually that I learned was about communication. Mm. So I thought actually in my marriage, I, I was communicating, you know, I was saying, please, can you pick the children up from school? Or, you know, uh, would, what would you like for dinner? All these different things. But actually I realised there were, what a therapist would call ugly truths that we were not talking about. So the things that you actually just don't want to touch on. And I think they're actually the most important things to talk about. So, you know, I wish now that, you know, we'd actually been able to talk about the things that were, you know, really prominent in our lives. You know, like, I don't know, like how much time we have for each other or, you know, how we divvied up the domestic responsibilities or what we really wanted from our future. So it's it's those ugly truths. So I would say for everlasting relationship, it's not the passion, it's not how you look, it's not any of those things, it's just really talking. And do you think that's a combination of practical and emotional? Because I always think people avoid the emotional more. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the, there is the practical, but the emotional, as you say, you think you talk about it, but it's quite interesting. You you realise, you know, it took for me to get to the sort of marriage crisis, marriage counselling stage to realise there was so much that we didn't say to each other, mm. especially around subjects like sex or childcare or your future or all those things you know who's going to be the main breadwinner how's that gonna work you know yeah and and also they can often lead to when it becomes emotional to arguments so it's a tricky one yes and it's almost like you don't want to talk about those things because you don't want the conflict but actually it's better to have those minor sources of friction to save something massive stop it festering. exactly stop it festering and stop it imploding mm. you know because actually a, a really amazing uh relationship therapist once said to me you know men tend not to uh rewrite the contract they just go and get a new one which i thought was really interesting because actually they don't want to have those conversations mm. But then you end up with this implosion. Well, it takes a lot of work, as yeah, we know. It does. So, yeah. And what do you think the best advice was when you were going through a very difficult time? Is there Are there any sort of, you know, tips that you got from friends or things that sort of stayed with you? You thought, yes, actually, this is going to help me get through this. A friend, very simple one was a friend just said to be kind to yourself. I think we're, we're quite often so hard on, on ourselves. Mm. So actually that, that goes the way through just actually... You know, if you just want to sit there and watch Friends repeats for an afternoon, do it. If you want to, 
get a blow dry, do it, you know, all those things. And also just try and stop those negative voices in your head. And, and following on from that, I think it's, you know, treating yourself as a friend would treat you. I think, you know, when you have a breakup, especially if you're not the person who has initiated it, you, you can feel so rejected and your self-worth goes really, you know, really plummets. But actually a, f- a friend of mine was just actually, I see it this way. I see that you're a great person who this has happened to. And that doesn't make you a bad person or a person that no one's ever going to want to be with. So try and see it as your best friend would see it. Yeah. And actually those those friends that just help you feel better about yourself and valuable. Yeah, absolutely. They are. I mean, I, yeah, for me. Just remind you that actually. Yes, you exactly. Know. And I think, again, it's about knowing you know, sort of actually thinking about who is going to help you in that particular moment, in that particular zone. Is it someone you want to go out and party with? Or is it someone that you want to have a real deeper meaningful with? Or is it someone that's going to make sure that you don't go and drink a vat load of rosé and feel awful in the morning, you know? And I think that's so true that when you go through an incredible, you know, very difficult time, there's certain friends that are just perfect for those moments. Yes, they are. Amazing. Like you say, it could just be that you need to forget everything or you need to have that really deep conversation uh, or then you need someone that's just going to make you feel really good about yourself so yeah so pick those friends for those moments carefully I guess absolutely and I think you know you never sort of know who's going to show up either you know it could be it could be that some of your friends just can't for whatever reason maybe they're too busy maybe they've got young kids or maybe they're even you know something about it scares them so I think it's about just accepting who's coming to you in that moment you know and in terms of self-esteem how long is that journey and what, what do you think really helped you other than invaluable friends? Are there any other top tips you think would help other people going through it in terms of feeling better for yourself? How much time do you give yourself? I mean, I, I will just say here, my self-esteem absolutely plummeted. So, you know, I, I remember going on this divorce retreat and, and somebody saying, you know, what's your biggest fear? And it's probably not PC to admit this, but I just thought nobody else ever going to love me ever again. You know, I just genuinely felt so unlovable. And I think, you know, it's annoyingly time. There is an element of that, you know, so I think it, you know, sort of six months, a year, something, you know, is it, but I also think it's all about marginal gain. So you can either go one way or the other. And I think if you, if you can manage to do all these small incremental things that are going to make you feel better, slowly they add up to a big difference. So, you know, for me, I just never really made time to exercise properly. And I did that. You know, I really love beauty. It's my passion. So actually to go and get my brows done or go and get my hair done or, you know, I just got really into like aromatherapy oils and having, you know, one in my handbag, just the time taken to put that into my handbag and then rub it onto my pulse points. So it's all those really small things that I think add up of self-care, basically. Little little moments, really important. And then moving on to your heart healing slowly and going on first dates again yeah what's your beauty regime what's your make what's the makeup look what's the makeup look well I genuinely think you know I I remember reading something about you know guys if you've got if you've got you know sort of major lipstick on you know that's quite a hazard to being kissed you know so I always thought well I'm not going to wear a big bright red lip although if you love a bright red lip I think you should so I would just say, I mean, for me, supernatural. But having had time to prepare, just the last thing I wanted to do on a date was turn up in a flat. Because I think then you sort of transmit that energy. Mm-hmm. So I would always give myself enough time. For me, it's having my hair done. Really love that. And then I think, you know, I'm sure there are super sophisticated guys out there, but most of them, I think, love the kind of natural look. I think so. It's yeah. less intimidating. It is. It so is. Just relaxed yeah. Yeah. and... 
uh, even though you're probably like, oh, yeah, exactly. Fine. But actually all that stuff you've done before has kind of given you a confidence. You've turned up like your best self, you know. Yes. And um, right, brows. Let's get on to brows. You just yes. said that John Lewis is your favourite brow. Lovely. I'm pleased to hear. Uh, but what's your relationship with your brows? Do you have a Do you have a brow story? Well, I do. In the, um, I have always sort of had decent brows that I didn't need to do much to. And it's that classic thing of like, you know, you're still using the same sort of shampoo like uh, that you're using when you were 20, thinking that that's who you are. And I've sort of realised that actually my brows have thinned quite a lot yeah. in my you know, now that I'm in my mid to late 40s. Um, so actually, I'm trying to invest a bit more in my brow game because I realise that they are, you know, they're really a youth giver, aren't they? They really yeah. are. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to tell you I think you hair that. in general is, yes. you know, just yeah. to have, you know, that vibrant sort of thick, glossy hair, same with brows. Yes. Yeah. It's a youthful thing. It is. And I think if they're dark, if you know, if they're dark, you get that kind of, somebody, a dermatologist once called it biscuit face to me. You kind of, everything gets a bit beige. You lose the kind of contrast. So your, you know, your brows are less dark, your lashes are less dark, your lips are less red. So I just think it's a really easy win to make you look great. I'm thinking about microblading. So I need to, I need to, I think I might start that journey. Well, we've had that conversation on, on this sofa with quite a few guests. Yeah. And I think it is a really, you know, now it's very natural. It looks yes. great. So um, I think it could be the way forward for a lot of women. Yeah. And if not, a good brow tint. Yes. I know I love a good brow tint. That's another one of those kind of <clears throat> marginal gains that really, I think, makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, right. Cute few quick fire questions okay. for you. Okay, skincare or makeup? Skincare. Flat white or a latte? Latte. And if you're ordering for me, it will be skinny with chocolate on top. Terrible. Skinny and then you put the chocolate on top. Yeah. I mean, no. mind. it's all about those <laughs> marginal gains. Exactly. Duran Duran or Spandau Ballet? Oh, 100%. Duran. Yeah, 100% Duran Duran. Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. If you could choose a perfume oil, would it be jasmine or sandalwood? Jasmine. Book or podcast? I'd have to say podcast moments. I've just finished recording one. It's the How to Heal a Broken Heart podcast. And I mean, I've just had such amazing feedback from people who are going through a breakup and they just say that it's really helped them and that uh, that joys my heart. It, you know, I think it's such a lovely thing to hear about other people's experiences to help you feel to feel better and to have some tools to get through times like that. So I'm going to definitely tune into that. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you, Rosie. It's been such a pleasure having you. It's really uplifting because I think anyone that's going through any kind of heartbreak, one should read your book. Um, and secondly, you know, it's it just in the short space of time, I think we've shared so much. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you for having me.